Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, exciting today, we've got a guest with us. We've got Amy Pedetti from Smoke Alarm Solutions. Welcome. Thank you so much, Scott and Melinda. Lovely to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to pick your brain today and we are going to find out all about the obligations that landlords and homeowners and um, vendors have when leasing and selling properties here in Brisbane because we know that all of the um, compliance requirements and legislation have recently been updated here in Queensland. Now, Scott and I have discussed this in a couple of previous podcasts, especially as it relates to Um, changes to the updated REIQ contract. So you may recall, you know, we have touched on this in in only a minor level of detail, but um, Amy is the expert um, and she's going to share with us a lot of information that's really going to help people to understand what their obligations are um, to make sure that no one gets caught out. So the, the legislation obviously has changed recently. So January 2021, and I believe, Amy, it's for all homes, 2027, um, can you give us a, just a little bit of a summary of what's changed? Obviously, when we, we've always had homes and you have a smoke alarm in the hallways or outside the kitchen and things like that, yep. um, what sort of things have changed? Can you give us a little bit of a summary of that? Sure. So from the 1st of January 2022, the requirements are pretty straightforward. Um, every property needs to have compliant smoke alarms that meet the Australian standard, 37862014. We also need the uh, alarms to be interconnected rather than ionisation. The alarms need to be installed on every level of the property, in every bedroom, and then in hallways uh, which disconnect the bedrooms from the rest of the dwelling. Um, And also, obviously, those alarms do need to be the 240 volt or hardwired alarm. We also need to have um, those alarms ensuring that effectively they're in working order and on an ongoing basis are uh, checked within 30 days of the lease renewal or tenancy change as well. Yeah. I'm actually in awe because I'm sitting here and just to help <laughs> listeners understand, Amy knows all of that off the top of her head. There's no notepad in front of her. She knows yeah. exactly what is required. So we are going to really dig deep and get yeah. some good value today in the podcast. And I think I said 2021, not 2022 at the start there. No, that's all right. It's so, definitely up. We're in, the, we're in the depths of it I'm now. I'm glad I picked that up there as well. Um, so the, the days of um, having a smoke alarm just outside the kitchen when you start to burn the toast and you drop it out and pull the battery out of it yep, so that you, don't, <laughs> you can't do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. And it's a good thing because when people are in bedrooms, look, you could be asleep and the rest of the house can catch on fire, obviously. Yes. That's the area you really want to get off. So that those alarms being interconnected, yep. it'll just make a one hell of a noise I guess to try and get you out of that which is a really good safe thing as well absolutely so the alarms once one goes off they're all going off and as we know this is effectively it's for safety of tenants Mm. now and Mm. um, occupiers of the property so um, all alarms will be going off it is is quite a sound so are we still going to see the um the the toaster setting off these alarms or has there been developments in the sensitivity levels of these alarms and therefore they're less likely to go off at you know small things like that 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, every alarm is effectively a piece of equipment, so it still absolutely will have the um, ability to be set off by potentially a toaster. However, um, the photoelectric alarms are, you could say definitely they've been proven to be less sensitive than the old ionisation type alarms. The reason for this is the way that they detect the actual smoke how that enters the chamber, um, it does become a little less effectively sensitive than the previous alarms that we had installed in properties. Makes perfect sense. Well, um, I think that's actually a good thing and anything to protect people and enhance the safety of residents, I think, is a positive step forward. But obviously, it's um, having different impacts across the, the real estate industry. I mean, we've got to consider the position of a landlord. So someone who owns a property that's renting it out to somebody else, we've got to position, uh, think of the situation that a buyer might be in when they're looking to buy a property. Um, and also, we've got to consider obligations of the seller. You know, mm -hmm. what does a seller um, need to do before they list a property? So I think if we kind of, if it's okay with you, we break down and talk yeah. about those three areas. Um uh, let's start with landlords. Sounds good. So when we're talking about, obviously, who it affects, yeah, it does. I mean, you look at the landlords, for example, you buy you buy an investment property, you put it out to rent. Obviously, when you buy the property, yep. um, if, we go, if we go from the very start and you put an offer on a property, does it come with a certificate? <laughs> Uh, yes and no. It depends on if the um, seller has uh, met the, the requirement of having that property compliant. Mm -hmm. Now, as we know from the 1st of January 2022, um, this legislation has effectively affected the for sale properties. So uh, the new contract for sale will have a a yes or no tick box on it so that seller is effectively saying it is either compliant or non-compliant mm. um, the ramifications there at the present time uh, for the buyer is that effectively they can request a 0.15 percent um, reduction on the purchase price as per the new uh, clause uh, 7.8 in the contract for sale um, they effectively can ask for that um, as a yeah, basically a reduction on the purchase price, which if the property is non-compliant, and that's a pretty big amount. I know we've mm -hmm. quantified that on some of the properties that uh, we've been looking at for clients, and when yep. you calculate that percentage on very high value properties, you're well and truly paying for the cost of installation. More than yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I had an example the other day. I was speaking with a sales agent, and they uh, they were like, "Wow, that's like twelve hundred dollars." And where we when we calculated the actual installation, it would have been around the seven hundred dollar mark. So, so for a seller, it actually makes commercial sense or yes. financial sense to yes. have these smoke alarms installed absolutely. before they list their property for sale, because mm -hmm. otherwise. Um, if a buyer is signing a contract, which is the 17th edition under the mm -hmm. REIQ standard contract here in Queensland, they're actually going to end up, you know, it's going to end up costing them more due yep. to the contract reduction that is allowable if they're non-compliant. Exactly. Absolutely. So I guess to make a smooth sale, if it, if it's got a pool, you get a pool safe certificate, yeah. get your mm -hmm. fire alarm certificates, get everything done and, and have it prepared, ready to sell before you actually do go and sell the property yep. um, and a good thing for sales agents obviously to prepare their, their sellers mm -hmm. to be organized and prepared before they actually list the property for sale as well yes absolutely so sales agents at this present time 
should you know be aware of the, these new requirements mm. um, but also at the the listing as you said the appraisal you, you would want to be making the um, seller aware and potentially even providing them if, if you know you want to go to that extent an option or some information on where they can you know go to make their property compliant absolutely and I think it's it's really important uh, first and foremost that those working in the industry understand mm. the the legislation and understand what their role is in ensuring that all of the parties associated with a real estate transaction um, understand what their obligations are. So definitely for anyone that is looking to sell a property, the sales agent needs to know the legislation in order to educate their seller because let's face it, no one knows this legislation unless they um, you know, are working in the industry. So there's definitely an obligation for the real estate professionals to understand this coach and educate their vendors in order to ensure that, you know, the whole process runs smoothly. Absolutely. So, so if we go back to that path of buying a property, get the certificate, the property then settles, yep. um, you're the owner of the property and you're trying to get it leased out to a tenant, mm-hmm. can you use that certificate for leasing the property or do you need to get it renewed or do you need it reinspected or what's the process yes. there? So effectively, the ongoing maintenance of the property, it's still in place. So um, that states that the alarms need to be checked and tested uh, within 30 days of a tenancy change or renewal. So if you don't have that information in front of you as uh, effectively the new landlord, um, then I would highly recommend getting that information. So obtaining that from a provider Mm -hmm. or ensuring it's checked. Um, but certainly you can definitely use a, um, a certificate that has been provided as long as it is within that 30-day uh, timeline, as I said, of the lease renewal or change. Okay. Perfect. And then obviously ongoing as an annual test? Absolutely. So yep. that is ongoing as we move forward. It doesn't stop at any point in time. Just for some perspective for listeners that might not understand the costs, what would the ongoing annual inspection fee be approximately Um, and what would the cost of installing you know a standard three-bedroom home for example be of installing a compliance smoke alarm system absolutely so at the at the moment in the present time in the market you do have um obviously your highs and lows of the alarm prices yeah of course Uh, you also want to look for things uh, in the alarms that provide quality and also um uh, the requirements are met Mm. so on average you're looking at anywhere between maybe 120 dollars per alarm upwards you know up to 200 dollars it really depends um but at at this given stage we have the emerald alarms at uh one two four per alarm and uh they're obviously a fantastic product it is our preferred product so if you look at that in a obviously a five bedroom three bedroom property and that's got two um two stories they require on average, five or six alarms. Mm. Um, And then on top of that, the landlord would need to be looking at their ongoing annual servicing costs, which is on average around the $130 mark uh, for the annual service. So we're not talking thousands of dollars to um, be compliant with our properties. Um, And especially for landlords, obviously, you know, something to keep in mind, we talk about this all the time, regardless of the cost of the property, regardless of the value of the property, this is a legal requirement, whether you own a $150,000 property or whether you own a $1.5 million property or a $10 million property, the same requirements are in place. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, everyone must be meeting this ongoing requirement and no one is the exception effectively. So, so the cost as a proportion of rent is obviously dependent on, you know, where, where your rental property is located yeah. and, and what their weekly rent would be. And, and, and that's the, we touched then obviously on the rental side of things mm-hmm. for people in their own homes. Yep. What's the recommendation there? Obviously, get them done as um, soon as you can, but it, it is 2027 is obviously the cutoff date. Yes. So for owner-occupiers, they have until the 1st of January 2027. That is the last date that we're working towards as the timeline. Um, but again, if you are a buyer and um, you're foreseen to be a owner-occupier post that sale, the property still needs to be compliant at sale. Mm, So compliance is required if there is um, a transfer of ownership by sale. Yes. Um, Compliance is also required if a new rental agreement is entered into and that's effective Mm -hmm. right now. But for owner occupiers that might have been residing at their dwellings for many years and have no intention of selling, they will be required to reach this um, same compliance status by 2027. Yeah. So Okay, so what about if people are looking for a property and they're going out to do inspections? Mm-hmm. Is there anything they can look for to get an understanding of if it complies other than is the certificate supplied and you ask the yeah. agent that? But um, is there something they can look for to get an understanding of if it complies and what standard they're at or what it looks like? How do they, yeah. how does a normal Joe Blow do that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the one thing you want to be looking for is are the alarms in the bedrooms? That's mm. a really good indication. It obviously, it doesn't tell you if those alarms are compliant to this new requirement, but it is a very good indication that yeah. those alarms have been placed there obviously for a reason and this legislation requires them there. So That's I would be tip. looking out for that for sure. To, to get, if people want to sort of learn a bit more about it, mm-hmm. is it is, it's through Queensland Fire. They can have a look online. Is there, There's obviously some information there. Queensland Fire and Emergency Services, absolutely. There are a website. You can actually um, click on seller if you're a landlord, if you're a buyer, what are the obligations. It's a fantastic website and contains all the information necessary. So probably a good thing to have a quick look at before you go and inspect properties. Yeah, Yeah. I would totally recommend that, yep. That's a really good tip for property buyers out there. Make sure during the inspection um, you are looking for smoke alarms in bedrooms. It might just give you a tip off. It doesn't guarantee they're compliant with the new legislation, but it is a good indicator. And uh, just as was highlighted there, head across to the Queensland Fire and Emergency Services website um, and read up about what um, the obligations are so that you are aware of um, what you need to do. So obviously, smoke alarms in, ongoing obligation is obviously that annual inspections or change of tenancies or yes. change of ownership. Yep. Um, what about if they're not compliant? Yeah, what happens? absolutely. Well, if, if you're looking at it, if there's there's different perspectives, obviously, the angles mm. that you can look at this, um, ramifications of non-compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you're a tenant and the property is non-compliant and you're occupying that property, it's a new tenancy in 2022, um, obviously it needs to meet compliance. The tenant can actually contact the RTA um, and because those safety standards are not being met in the property, um, their breach actually can be placed on the tenant, tenancy, yeah. sorry. So, yeah. that so just to explain that for, for those that don't understand RTA, that's the Residential Tenancy Authority and so they are um, the, the body that obviously govern the, the tenant um, body here in Queensland. 
Um, so if tenants have the ability to issue a breach notice, effectively they're saying you need to install these smoke alarms mm-hmm. because our, our health and safety is being impacted and the, the property is non-compliant. Correct. So if they're a bit unsure, I guess, go through the property manager to start with. Yes. Ask that question, see how see you go. If, if, if you're still not happy and yes. it doesn't look compliant, um, have to go to the RTA to have, have a chat. And that's obviously for those properties that are managed professionally by property managers. Yes. You would assume that most property mm-hmm. management uh, companies are aware of this legislation mm-hmm. and are already um, ensuring that their landlords are compliant. However, there's a large number of properties that are privately managed. Um, yes. They're not using professional property managers and it's those private landlords that potentially may not be aware of their obligations and there's huge risk to them, I assume, in the event um, that, you know, for example, if the property is non-compliant, uh, the tenant hasn't issued a breach notice because they're not aware of their obligations or, or the requirements for safety either. But gee, if there's a fire, mm-hmm. there's a huge risk, right? Yeah, absolutely, Melinda. So um, fire doesn't discriminate, as we know. Mm. Um, The Queensland Fire and Emergency Services have advised that there are potential fines associated with non-compliance. But in addition to that, what actually happens if there is a fire in a a property? um, One of the first things um, that we do get advised is that the Queensland Fire and Emergency Services and uh, Queensland Police Services will be asking for a record of or information from the compliance of the upkeep of the smoke alarms. Mm, so yeah. absolutely um, would be keeping record of that, yeah. regardless of whether you're a private landlord or not. And one thing to keep in mind there, I mean, there's there's different consequences also that could result from a fire. One is property damage, mm. uh, but the other is death. Now, I, I don't know how... Um, you know, one would view the situation if, for example, a landlord had not complied with their requirements under the smoke alarm legislation, um, if a fire did occur in a property and that resulted in death. I mean, that's that's huge. I don't know whether that's civil liability or whether that's criminal liability. Um, that's that's not for me to, to mm. even talk about because I don't know the answer to that. But I certainly yes. as a landlord would not want to be in that position at all. Yeah, it's not a space you want to put yourself in, but more mm. importantly, the tenants. It's the tenant safety. That's why the legislation is here. It's all about increased safety. Yeah. Whether it's an overkill of alarms or not, mm. it's it's the safety aspect. So that's something we should be. I, I don't on. think I don't think it's a big thing to pay a little bit of money no. like that when you're talking yep. about people's lives. I I do keep remembering back. I think it was a backpacker place. Up in Bundaberg or somewhere, was it, or up north that yeah. caught on fire a pub a few years ago? Yeah, there was, actually. I, I can't recall the suburb it occurred in. Um, however, with this legislation, there was a, um, a family, uh, yeah, a death of a family yeah. in uh, Slacks Creek here in Brisbane in mm. 2007. Now, that um, when that actually occurred, that definitely swayed, um, obviously, the, the movement of this new legislation yeah. um, and it came into effect um, not so, um, not far from that. Yeah, um, not that long occur- after that. Occurrence, mm. yeah. So a very tra- uh, tragic in- incident and then the change of legislation occurred, yeah. Mm. And I guess when there is a fire, they've, they've got all the information. Obviously, as you said, keep the records, keep all those inspections, all the information on that. Yes. They would have enough information there when they go in and inspect a property after a fire to, to see whether they were compliant yes. um, and they'd be able to sort of soon track that down to see, you know, what was in the property yeah. as well. So, yeah. um, I think and- the other thing also is, you know, they, 
can be compliant. And I don't know, and um, this is just because I, I'm not an expert in this area, but I know with the old alarms and you just pop your little battery in and if mm. they squeaked too much, you drop the battery out and you just left yeah. them open. Um, can you do that with these new batteries or is that just not possible? It's just that's such a good question. We we have tenants try to do that. Mm. Um, obviously, the ten year lithium, that depending on how they're fixed to the roof, they can be removed. However, the battery can't be removed. Okay. Um, same with the two forty volts. So they've both got a ten year lithium battery fixed in there, and it can't be or it shouldn't be able to be actually moved out of the alarm. So no cheating the system. You can't exactly. um, stop those alarms from going off. Um, instead yeah. of uh, worrying about the toaster smoke, move the toaster because yes. the smoke alarm can't be moved; it's fixed. I, I, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's such a, I think it's such a smarter way to be because I, I do remember that beep, and it happened mm. probably in the middle of the night sometimes. That beeping noise, which would just drive you crazy. Yeah, and I would do. You know, we would set a reminder. I think I, I think we used to do it around Easter time to change the batteries. Yeah, change the yeah. batteries in your smoke alarm. So I used to advertise it all the time to change us. Yeah. But with this. No, you don't actually have to worry about it. You just get professionals in to do it. It's 10 years as well. So effectively it should last the life of the alarms because the the alarms need to be um, less than a 10-year expiry. So, yes. Get get them done and save buying batteries and climbing up ladders all the time and changing them. So what about in the current um, conditions here in Queensland? Mm. What's the demand like for for getting this sort of work done at the moment? Yeah, look, obviously we've had um, the... The current situation here in Brisbane with the floods, well, I guess we'll talk on that a bit more soon. Um, but the lead time on average in market, we do um, quite a bit of um, research on this. But at, at the moment, we're looking at a six to eight uh, week wait before your property is um, compliant, booked right. in and, and ready to go. Wow. Um, so it's highly suggested that if you, obviously, you know of a property coming up for sale or um, the, the lease change or renewal is coming up, get it to us, you know, get in advance in. two months if you can, yeah. Yeah, because that would definitely, you know, delay the whole listing for sale, that whole process of um, ensuring that property is compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, as a landlord, it can potentially delay getting a tenant in because um, it's a grey area. You don't want to get that tenant in and say, no. oh, it's booked because what if something happens yeah. in that area? Is that is that actually even allowed? Is that That's probably another question mm. that we should ask. It, it, it effectively, best practice, absolutely not to because yeah. there is fires associated mm. and also you're risking the safety of the tenant. Yes. Yeah. It is not recommended at all. Yeah, that's good. And the floods then? What, yes. what effects that going to have? Yeah, yeah. Lead time is going to blow out more or...? Yeah. Well, uh, as you know, um, Smoke Alarm Solutions is based here in Hendra. Um, Our office wasn't affected by the floods, but we have had a lot of clients calling in on behalf of their properties, landlords and tenants calling through, Mm. uh, cancelling existing ongoing inspections for those annual checks, but also cancelling the upgrades which we had in place. Um, So while that creates obviously room for us to move around, uh, there's still a lot of floodwaters on the road. Mm. So movement is still restricted. Mm. Um, So you can just imagine how that's affecting the market at the moment. We don't have a clear picture on it just yet, um, but we do anticipate that that's going to push that lead time back a little further. Yeah. And for any properties that were flood impacted, um, assuming that those smoke alarms would uh, all need to be replaced if they had Mm. any water ingress. So potentially it could um, heighten demand, you know, in the foreseeable future as people do repair those homes if flood levels actually reached 
um, that level. And I mean, I know a number of properties, the floodwaters reached the second level. So if they had mm-hmm. those alarms on the ground level, then um, absolutely that all need to be replaced. Yeah, so the alarms effectively now, emerald alarms have a seven-year warranty on them. So obviously something like water, flood, um, warranty would be covered. Um, Yeah, so but however, um, yes, you you obviously don't want a tenant going into that property without those Mm. being refixed and refitted. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, things that people need to think about um, in relation to smoke alarms. And I know you've um, really shared some insights with us well beyond the, the depth of knowledge that Scott and I would have. I mean, we're looking at this purely from a buyer's perspective um, yes. for compliance purposes, ensuring the properties, you know, meet the minimum um, required, you know, legislative requirements. Um, yeah. That is a good tip for property buyers that you've given around, you know, looking at the bedrooms and um, but also understanding the contract and Mm -hmm. if you are signing a contract to buy a property make sure you understand what addition you are signing and understand what your protections are under that contract in relation to smoke alarm compliance because Mm -hmm. um, old additions will not have the same level of buyer protection as the new additions Mm -hmm. will have yeah and i think as you you mentioned that the new contracts obviously they're up here the 17th edition um, that's got the information in there as well Um, the tips about queensland fire have a look at that website if you like. Have Learn a little bit more about it. You can never learn enough, um, but make sure you get your smoke alarms all up to date. So if people want to get in touch, how, yeah. how do they get in touch with you guys to, to make sure they can either get their smoke alarms tested, up to compliance, updated, whatever they need to do, how do they get in touch? I would highly recommend visiting our website. It has a heap of information on our directing our landlords, um, our, obviously our sellers and buyers. Um, we also have links available on our website for sellers to book in their property. Um, alternatively, we've got our support office number there available on the website, um, ready to go if you'd like to call. So what's the web address? And we will also put this in the show notes today for anyone wanting yeah. to um, get in touch quickly. But just yeah. um, a shout out, the web address is? www.smokealarmsolutions.com.au. Perfect. That sounds really good. And um, hopefully that gives people a place to go to get more information um, and to find out how they can ensure their properties are compliant and probably a bit of a recommendation. Don't leave it to the last minute, even if you're (laughs) an owner-occupier that um, thinks they've got plenty of time because that date, 2027, will creep up upon us all, I think, and I'm assuming the demand is going to be really heightened in the months just prior because no one wants to be non-compliant. So get it done sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely agree. Thanks, Melinda. And I think if you get it done now, well, it's going to take you to 2032. Yeah, that's right. You'll be right until the Olympics hit us. Look, thanks, Amy, for for joining us. It's been really good to chat. Um, Get a bit of an understanding about smoke alarms, um, learning a bit more and, and hearing that information. So... I, I, again, I highly recommend get in touch, um, you know, Smoke Alarm Solutions. If you want to get that fixed up, make sure everything's up to date. Make sure you do get your smoke alarms done. Uh, I can't I can't push that enough. It, it's something that's, it could save someone's life. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. No You're worries. I will, I will let Melinda wrap it up as we normally do. Um, it's been good chatting and um, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Yes, it's been absolutely wonderful to have Amy from Smoke Alarm Solutions joining us today to share the uh, knowledge with us 
um, to help the, the listeners understand compliance, understand their obligations and understand some of the ramifications of non-compliance as well. So we really appreciate you sharing that intel with us, Amy. Thank you so much. Okay. As always, um, if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast today, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, Let them know some of the content that we share because you never know what information will be useful to others. Please also leave us a review if you do get the time to do so. We really appreciate that as well. I hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.